970 WAMD Aberdeen, and this is the Hartford Edge, keeping you on the cutting edge of what's new in Hartford County and beyond. I am co-host Mary Hassler, CEO of the Hartford County Public Library. And believe me, when you are talented, brilliant, powerful, and beautiful as me, thank you, Bob. You always feed my ego so wonderfully. <laughs> well, you <It's> very <laughs> happily read what I write. <laughs> I do. It's very difficult to be modest, but somehow I'm good at that also. Oh, my goodness gracious. And that is the wonderful, talented, amazing, and very funny Bob Mumby. Oh, you read what I wrote about me, too. Exactly. The Hartford Edge is brought to you each week, and I do mean proud to be brought to you each week by your Hartford County Public Library. And today we're honored, and I'm super excited about this, we'll be speaking with Jay Thomas Adowski, Vice Chancellor for Economic Development for the University System of Maryland. Hi, Bob. How have you been? Very good, Mary. How about you? Oh, very. It's some, I can't believe summer's almost over. And oh, don't. Just here. don't. <laughs> I saw, I looked at my kid, I saw my son this weekend. We uh, went down to visit him. And mm-hmm. He's 27. He was just six. Aww. So that, that's my my only complaint, but I'm very happy about it. I, instead of courtesy complaint today, we're going to do two good things. Okay. One is mowing faucets. Oh, yeah. Talk about a great business and service model. I, I put a faucet in my kitchen in 2010, the, the, the sprayer broke, and it was discontinued. I couldn't find a p- to piece anywhere. A guy at Northeastern Supply told me to call Mo, and I called him up. He said, oh, yeah, it's discontinued. We have the part. I'll ship it out to you. It's covered under warranty. That's wonderful. No shipping charge. It's going to arrive today, and this was just Wednesday. That, and then when I got a survey, and they, uh, you know, if you give the customer service person um, a good report, they get either a movie ticket or points towards products or whatever. That's how you do it. Well, you know, I have another uh, vendor who's also like that, Shark Vacuums. Mm-hmm. I've owned sharks for several years, you know, because I have a dog and, and little kids come and visit, my grandkids, and my husband's a little bit of a, um, not the neatest person in the world. The shark <laughs> vacuums, though, when I had problems with the hose went up. Because that's usually the first thing that goes up on it. And I'm thinking, oh, I've had this for like three or four years. I called them. They sent me a replacement part free of charge. Same thing. And I was shocked. I had no idea. That's a great story. Yeah. That's a great story. And, and they checked back with me to make sure it was still working properly. So, yeah, I totally would endorse shark vacuums. It just focus on the customer experience, and it pays for itself. Um, speaking of customer experience, um, I went to an event the other night at the Bata Club. I've never been to the Bata Club upstairs at uh-huh. Water's Edge. One of oh, the best beautiful. meals I ever had. Really? Beautiful. You've never been? Yeah. It's beautiful. Oh, and the meal was amazing. It was like a filet and... Um, Something else? That's I Chef forget. Manny there. I believe oh, is his it? name. I believe his name is Chef Manny. I, I might be wrong about that, but I'm pretty sure because I'm actually a member of the Beta Club. Fantastic. And they are amazing. Fantastic. So it's all good. Okay. So do you trivia? Want, let's do some trivia. We have the trivia whiz Jay Thomas Sadowski oh, with boy. us yes. today. <laughs> <laughs> it's so, nice being amongst friends, but in preparing for this, this was my biggest, you know, source of anxiety. Getting, you know, <laughs> we'll, we'll make it fun. But I do try to stump Mr. Bob if at all possible. But he's pretty clever, especially when it comes to music. So, okay, here's the first one. In the classic board game Monopoly, how much does it cost to buy railroad? Two hundred dollars. Oh my gosh. Okay, this is going to go quickly, isn't it? 
Awesome. Amen. All right. That's was spent most of my college time doing oh. instead of studying. You have the deeds <laughs> memorized. My appreciation for real estate and development. That's where it all was cultivated. Or... And do you know, I collect all the different versions, like the Disney version, right. the Siesta Key Florida version, which I haven't played that yet, but it's yeah. still in its wrapping. I have the Seinfeld version. Yeah, and The Seinfeld fun? version. <laughs> Name the, um, the old pieces. It was a shoe. It was a thimble. Uh, it was a dog. Top hat. Top hat. Wasn't... There seems like a car. There was a vehicle. Race yes, car. There was. There was. And remember, I'm ship. like a ship. There was a ship. battleship. Oh. And there was a cannon. And oh, a there wheelbarrow. Was a cannon right. and a wheelbarrow. That's right. There right. Was. See, I get it confused a little bit with. And an iron. With clue. The clue. With because clue. I'm a huge <laughs> clue fan. You were Miss Scarlet, weren't you? Yes, I was Miss Scarlet. Yes. So I get a little confused with the. Oh, um, that's right. That was like, a great event. That was our who did super that? event. Who was the culprit? It was. It was Jockey Green was the one who murdered Mr. Body. and that Yes, that was Billy Boniface, who was our president of the county council then. And David was was Professor Plum. And Senator Plum. That was our wonderful county executive, Barry Glassman. And David Craig was Colonel Mustard, and he got to walk around with an elephant gun, a real elephant gun. And Mary Chance was Mrs. White. And Nicole Funk was the amazing, crazy... Um, wild scientist. She was uh, Mrs. Peacock, but we made her a wacky scientist who killed everybody. Um, but it was so much fun. That it really like was. Fun. I remember the, that event and those pictures were just terrific. terrific. And you were the femme fatale. I was Miss Scarlet. Yes, yeah. I was. And okay. I wore an old dress that I wore to an old gala several years ago because it was red. I don't mm. normally wear red or scarlet. <laughs> so we got a plug okay. in for the library gala there as well. And the new one, the, this year's coming up is the pink edition. It's October 13th. It's sold out in minutes. Um, it's amazing, and we have some wonderful sponsors this year too. And just a little, little, little hint: um, we just filmed for next year's gala the commercial that we do for it, the video, and we closed down Main Street in Bel Air really late at night, about a week and a half ago, to film it. Do you like that's a flash, all, does all flash it, mob, or is you? Uh, uh, no, 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 flash mob is so I don't know. Two years ago or something. That's, that's my life. Yeah, I got, I got too many. So kids. you didn't do the right. lumbata either. We did not. But I will tell you this: there's a lot of screaming involved. That's really? my only hint. I will Does tell you. SHA know about this? SHA, State, State Highway. Highway. I have no idea. As okay, far as you know, know. thank as you, Bob. The, as far as you know, they were. I'm sure they were. <laughs> <laughs> so let's go on to trivia before I get in any more hot water. How about the world's fastest growing plant is a species of what? Grass. Mm-mm. Oh, anybody who has this in their yard could answer this. I'm sure everybody's shouting in their in their radios Kudzu? this morning. What? Kudzu. What's that? That the the, the uh, vine that they imported from the south. No. Growing in their yard. Correct. Sedgegrass. The world's fastest growing plant is a species of what? Think. Weed. Bamboo. Bamboo. God, oh, he's really wow. smart. See that? Awesome. Oh. Excellent. Well, wow. he is with the university I system. I did not get these answers prior to. <laughs> so think of bamboo. I know a lot of people put it in to screen, which I would be tempted to do with some of my neighbors. Um, but it grows really fast. And once it gets, takes, it's like it takes really over. tough to, yeah. 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 And it's hard to take down. It's, I mean, it's hard on your hands. It's really right. um, interesting. But Tom did not get these answers ahead of time. Okay. Thank, thank you, Bob. Well, we here. did that with Amber Schroeds a few months ago. I, I, I gave her all these answers, and I said, "What is the what 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 does mass times density equal?" She said, "Oh, you know, terminal velocity, and unless you want to take depends on the pressurization of the medium." And see, that's what I was afraid of. That's the kind of stuff I was afraid of. Well, here's this is a fun one. 
In what sport does a jammer score a point for each opponent she skates past? Oh, that, that's a, like a oh, roll, that's, uh, roll, uh, roller, roller derby. derby. Roller yeah, derby, yeah, yeah. 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 Used to watch that on Sunday morning. <laughs> it's really big in California, roller derby. Really I think big there's a Baltimore team, too. Is there? Yeah, yeah, I've never seen it in person, but there used to be, when I was a kid, it used to be on television. I, I mean, yeah, the Sunday mornings. Was well, it Sunday morning? The yet? Bay Area Bombers. Yeah. Joni Weston. I forget people's oh. names I met last night, but I remember that from 1969. <laughs> That's great. All right, so this is an important one for both of you. Which wedding anniversary is traditionally referred to as the golden wedding anniversary? 50. Yes. That was good. Did you know that too, Tom? Yeah. I, uh, Tom knew that too. I, I knew uh, he knew it. And we all know all the different anniversaries. We're good with that one. Right? I did. Okay. Here we go. I thought I'd let Bob have a chance. Paper. <laughs> which, Year one is paper. And Which one's wood? Isn't there one that's wood? You don't know? No. That was uh, fifth. Okay. <laughs> I like it. Okay. Which actor played a FedEx employee that became marooned on an island in the 2000 drama film Tom Hanks. Away? Yeah. Have you seen that? Yeah, that's a was great a good movie. One? Yeah. Was it good? And he, he lost all this weight. Um, he did. They had a, they filmed it like two months apart. Yeah. Like, wow. Great, great, I, I love great him. film I think he's for great. Uh, gaining perspective on one's life. Yes. Yes. Yeah. And tough for an actor to pull off when you're yeah. the only well, thing. You job. and a soccer exactly. ball are the only, uh, or volleyball are the only things on screen for an hour and a half. So this one, I think Bob will get this one. Who was the first performer at the 1969 Woodstock Festival? First. <laughs> San, not Santana. No. Um, male or female? Not Jimi Hendrix. I think it's a male. <laughs> I, I've never heard of this guy, so I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm not much help. Arlo Guthrie? Country Joe and the Fish? Ooh. What's yeah. the initials? R.H. I've never heard of them. R.H. Um, I know. Richie Havens. Yes. Oh, that's good. Oh, my good. God, that's, <laughs> that's good. Who's Richie Havens? I've never heard he of was him. A, um, he had a ver- I was a he kid was a, that. He was a folk singer slash little jazz to him. He used to play the guitar with... Um, this weird open tuning. You've heard his. I've heard his music. Yeah. Okay, I'll have to look at. I'll have to look. We'll play it during the break. Okay, so this is a good one. What is the largest rodent found in North America? The capybara. Yeah. The what? The capybara. Capybara. No. What does it say there? <laughs> is that like the Latin name for this? Well, I don't know. <laughs> we might have to go. The she rodent. Has, she has beaver. Beaver. I th- I think um. What's a capybara? I think they call them uh, nutria as well. Okay. Isn't that... Uh, that's a rodent. Yeah, okay. but I think that's the same as, like, the, the capybara. Yeah, I think okay. so. But we'll have to... Were the rodents of, of uh, unusual size from Princess Bride, if you remember that movie. Oh, <laughs> Princess Bride. We love Princess Bride. As you wish. Heard, as you wish. As you I use wish. that line with my daughter all the as time. You I wish. used to use with my daughter. It's inconceivable. That and the other one with the sword guy, the sword Mandy, when he does the sword thing. Yes. Denego oh. and My daughter's yeah, only three yeah. right now, so inconceivable will come, Inconceiv- I'm sure, soon. Inconceivable. But, yeah. Oh, God, I love Princess Bride. All right, so here we go. Founded in 1921, this company was credited with being the first fast food chain. I see the gears. I see the smoke. Oh, wow. It's two words. 1921. Mm-hmm. And not Toddle House, even though I love Toddle two House. Two words. Um, wow. Still, I think they're still around, maybe. Like Carl... Uh, 
No. Like a white tower? Or white close. Castle? White Castle. White Castle. Very white good. Castle. Oh, Very nice. good. Yeah. Wow. No, I love those burgers. Get a so, sack uh, of them. What are they called? Uh, sliders? Slide. That They were originally... They were, that was the original slider, right? Yeah. I mean, that had to have we had the Toddle House where I grew up in Baltimore. It was on Hartford Road, wow. and I loved and their you, burgers. And at 3 in the morning, yeah, you could go to the Toddle House. They'd have a bag of right. 10 a sliders each. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> now I'm getting hungry. All right, so what was Walt Disney's middle name? I do not know this. What's to begin with? E. Oh. <laughs> no idea. Yes. Was Elias? it? Really? Are you oh kidding God. me? I pulled Elias, that out. Elias, you pulled that out of the air. I did. I took my glasses he, off, so there's no way I could have seen your you know, no, no, okay. small print. He's doing the university he, system wow. of like, Maryland proud. Wow. We're only going to go downhill from here now, though. Okay. All right. So this one, I think, is going to be easy. Which U.S. president made the first telephone call to the moon? Mm. Nixon. 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 Yep. Richard Nixon. Yeah. Well, you guys get gold stars this morning for all Those the were trivia. Good ones. They were good. Well, yeah, our team puts them together, well, and they have a fun time doing it. Kudos Sometimes to them. Themed. Well, no, they were excellent, and there were no. I hate true and false and multiple choice questions. So Megan always throws in a multiple choice. No, she threatens that she's going. To. <laughs> Elias, how about that? Elias, that was pretty good. Walter E. Elias. Okay, uh, this we have just a we quick news. Quick education, then a okay. quick news. Then we want to spend the rest of the time talking to Mr. Talking Tom. to Tom. Uh, the eight largest cities in Maryland. Can, how how many can you name? Cities. Baltimore, Baltimore is the first. Now it's not like unincorporated. Oh, good grief! Oh, you're uh, not going drilling Bethesda? down that is far Bethesda for the one? definition. Is that uh, the second? Can you name the second? Annapolis, Bethesda, Silver Spring, Silver Spring, um, uh, Silver Spring is fourth. Uh, uh, is, is only a city? No, I don't no. think it is. Columbia, Columbia, Columbia. Yeah. Okay. Yep. And then the third one with eighty-six thousand shocked ha me. Howdy, Grace. It, you know, it's um, Towson. Do they? It's, it's named not, after a, 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 yeah, it's not a country in Europe. Europe. That was great at making country. beer. German, Germantown. Right. Oh. Ah, they're all in Montgomery County. I'm thinking Montgomery County because they have the sure the largest amount of voters now. Uh, I think. Yep. Or Prince no, is any in, in Prince George's? Um, Makes sense. Yeah. Oh, what about um, no. University of College Park? I mean, Annapolis, Odenton. Nope. Waldorf is the fifth. Sure. Okay. Then okay. Glen Burnie, then Ellicott City, then Frederick. Okay. Oh, Frederick. How large is Frederick? Sixty-five thousand. That's a great. That's and a great ha place. is Howard Grace on there at all, or, or Aberdeen? No, Howard, uh, Aberdeen's the most populous in Hartford County. It's like fifteen thousand. Oh, okay. I should know that because I know the population for the library. Ah, so we, we. There you go. That was a good question, Bob. Okay. Hmm. And let's do some quick news, unless I can't find my news, in which case we will do something else educational. Hmm. And I think I can't find it. I don't think I printed it. Oh, good grief. Oh, well. Sorry about that, folks. I'll just do another quick thing. Okay. 1917, top 10 companies, market capitalization. U.S. Steel, AT&T, Standard Oil, New Jersey, Bethlehem Steel, Armor and Company, Swift and Company, International Harvester, DuPont, Midvale Steel and Ordnance, and U.S. Rubber. How about that? Wow. And that? then in 67, IBM, AT&T, Eastman Kodak, wow. General Motors, Standard Oil, New Jersey, Texaco, Sears, GE, Polaroid, and Gulf. How about that? Wow. Now it's Apple, Google, Microsoft, Amazon, Facebook, 
Berkshire Hathaway, J&J, ExxonMobil, J.P. Morgan, and Wells Fargo. Isn't that interesting? That is mm. good. That is very interesting how it's changed. Okay. Wow. I'm sorry about the news, folks. Maybe That's I gave right. it to Mary. Maybe. Let's see. Did you? Nope. No news. Okay. <laughs> All right. So after the news. Which oh, wait we a did... minute. What? What? I'm what? sorry for interrupting. <laughs> I did have three quick news things. First thing, it's not news, but it is news. We were talking about it uh, before. Was at an event last night. Our Governor Hogan spoke, and um, it was it was really great to hear the great things going on in Maryland. And I'm, I'm not saying that from a partisan standpoint, uh, because his um, his approval rating is now 76 percent. And really, we're very lucky to have uh, uh, Governor Hogan and his team that have been so pragmatic and, and so focused on solutions and getting things done that they really have um, brought the state together in so many ways and with so, so many other headwinds we always seem to have. It just was really... Um, it was really great to hear and, and realize and think about last night. I would agree with you, Bob. And what's really nice what we're seeing in Maryland is um, our, both parties, everybody's working together. Uh, we're moving forward with some of the environmental legislation where it's kind of having in chaos right now at the federal level. Um, it's, it's really just wonderful. Um, I think they're doing a great job. It's, it, I, I'd say that we've enjoyed a tremendous amount of support from this administration, particularly in the area of STEM. Uh, STEM education mm -hmm. and uh, resources to help continue to grow that area. I mean, you talked about the companies today, the biggest companies today. A lot of them have this STEM knowledge orientation. So those are the that's the talent, the kind of research that we're really focused on. And Hogan administration has been terrific in supporting uh, funding and resources for that. Yeah. But you're right, Mary. I mean, mm -hmm. from a bipartisan perspective, um, things that we're doing, uh, robotics, computer engineering, but now environmental sustainability, it kind of runs the gamut. So, uh, And we see the same thing at the in the libraries across the state of Maryland, too. The support has just been wonderful yeah. from um, from his administration and, and working on the STEM. And, of course, we add reading and arts to ours, Absolutely. so we call it STREAM. Yeah, no. But it's, it's the same thing. Uh, his priorities are really just amazing, and um, they really do focus on families, science, technology. I mean, it's just, it's mm -hmm. just really – so 75% approval does not surprise me. And the thing is, he never takes the bait either, and it's it's raised the game for everyone because it, it, a lot of things like environmental things and educational things require a little patience, little investment without an immediate payoff, and that takes a, a leadership on all levels to, to, to make that happen. So that is excellent news. I agree. Excellent news. It made me smile this morning when I was on Facebook and seeing everybody's post from last night. Very good. It was all good. All righty, now we'll do the break. All right, so after the that was wonderful news, we're going to break. And when we come back, we'll be talking with Tom Sadowski, the University System of Maryland's Vice Chancellor for Economic Development. The Harford County Public Library's Innovation Lab, located at the Abington Library, is now open to the public with hands-on training for area community members aged 6th grade and above. Through creative experiences in the Innovation Lab, you can develop new skills, resources, and products that will help to drive Harford County's economy forward. The Innovation Lab's technology includes the MakerBot Replicator 5th Generation 3D Printer, 3D creation software including MakerBot and PrinterBot, professional green screen with studio light box, and both Apple and Windows computers. All to help create your electronic video, audio, publishing, and 3D design projects. 
For more information or to reserve the Innovation Lab for your special project, call 410-638-3990 or visit the Abington Library at 2510 South Tollgate Road. Have a small project at home that you've been putting off? Need some help but don't need a large contractor? For more than seven years, D.R. Curry Contracting, Inc. in Aberdeen has been offering residential and light commercial renovations, remodeling, and maintenance to clients in the Hartford County area. Their professional and efficient staff work on installations of windows, doors, siding, kitchen and bath remodels, and more. Customer service and satisfaction is of paramount importance in D.R. Curry Contracting, Inc.'s continued success, no matter the budget. It's time to get that project done. Call 410-272-8779. That's 410-272-8779. Let D.R. Curry, Inc. make your dream renovation become a reality. Welcome back. We're at 970 WAMD, and I'm co-host Mary Hassler, CEO of the Harford County Public Library, and I'm with Bob Mumby, and this is the Harford Edge. We're delighted and honored to have Tom Sadowski, the University System of Maryland's Vice Chancellor for Economic Development, in the studio with us this morning. Tom has more than 25 years in the economic development profession, working with partners in industry, higher education, and at every level of government. His career projects projects exceed $10 billion in value and 50,000 jobs. 50,000 jobs and 10 billion. They're big numbers, folks. These include the 2005 BRAC win for Aberdeen Proving Ground and numerous corporate and federal agency headquarters, research labs, and industrial facilities for major public, private, and nonprofit clients. Tom has held leadership positions at the local, regional, and currently the state level. His work with the University System of Maryland, USM, is focused on fueling company creation and tech commercialization, growing R&D partnerships, developing internship and apprenticeship programs, and launching the USM's new $25 million early-stage venture, Maryland Momentum Fund. His efforts covered all industry sectors to include aerospace, autonomous systems, cyber, data sciences, biohealth, virtual and augmented reality, one of my favorites, folks, robotics, energy, sustainability, advanced manufacturing, agriculture, and education technology. Prior to the USM, he served as President and CEO of the Economic Alliance of Greater Baltimore. He is a lifelong resident of Maryland and a proud husband, father, and graduate of UMBC. He enjoys coaching and is active on many boards to include Chair of the Board for Junior Achievement of Central Maryland, Maryland Technology Enterprise Institute, MTech Advisory Board, Evergreen Advisors Advisory Board, M&T Bank Northeast Directors Board, Governor's Appointee to the Baltimore Metropolitan Council Board, the Downtown Partnership of Baltimore Board, the Board of the Cyber Association of Maryland, the Upper Chesapeake Health Foundation Board, and Towson University's Presidential Scholar Business Advisory Council. Tom is also past president of the Maryland Economic Development Association, MEDA. Welcome, Tom, and thank you for coming on the show today. <laughs> it's my pleasure. Well, it's my m- pleasure. may I join Mary in saying what a slouch. Yeah, well, <laughs> I, I am often... Uh, often called an overachiever, <laughs> and I have the bags under my eyes to prove it. Do you but, get uh, tired? Do you, do you, does it sometimes overwhelm you to hear that all together? I, I, I'm starting to, you know, I'm thinking i, I got to come up with a shorter bio. And, uh, <laughs> I, you know, at the end of the day, I have a great family. My wife's terrific. She really works hard in the home, taking care of our, our kids and the house. And we just bought a bull 
Uh, so we're going to start a, yeah, bull? a real horns? bull. So we're going to start <laughs> raising cattle there on the farm with our, you know our in-laws who are right next door. But um, you know, I, aren't bulls just, mean? I'm, I'm stuck well, on the bull thing. Just got to get the right ones. You Depends. Know? Yeah. Aren't they like kind of scary? Every, just don't wear red. Be mean. Stay out of the red. Don't wear, don't <laughs> don't wear, wear red. red. <laughs> Buy ones with short horns. <laughs> yeah, right exactly. Here. No, but it's uh, it, it, look if you ain't working, you know you're not working towards improving your community and nurturing the growth of your family. You know what else is there? So. Thanks. I really appreciate coming in. This well, is fun. Well, and uh, the first question is, 20 years ago, you're starting out 25 years ago, did you visualize this path? Is this something that... Um, you know, it's, 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 a, it's a great question, particularly now my role with the university system. You know, you look at, you meet these great, brilliant young minds and you kind of get a sense for where their careers are going. Are we matching up programs and needs with industry? And I'm fortunate, I'm really fortunate to, to still be in the chosen field of study that, I, that I'd that i spent time on at UMBC. I was a poli-sci public administration grad. I was a, had an internship with Baltimore County Economic Development. I really just fell in love with the profession. So, no, I never envisioned it, you know, going, you know, and me ultimately become part of, becoming part of higher ed. But uh, I think I've been fortunate. I've been blessed. You know, well, work on some so cool projects, work some, with some great people. Well, so too have we been blessed by your, uh, what you do, Tom. First of all, locally here in Hartford County, and um, what you steered us through uh, an area of uh, a period of growth, a lot of which you helped make happen. By the way, speaking of one of your success stories, uh, my neighbor Warren Mullins, Mullins said to say hi to you. Oh, Warren's a great person. Warren's a great guy. Yeah, he's a great guy. Um, Hi, Warren. Hi, Warren. If you're listening, yes. <laughs> yes. He talked about the work you did, and uh, he and you and Jim Harkins and mm -hmm. on the Battelle um, right. uh, initiative. I, d well, Battelle but, and Warren was has been helpful in many respects. I always refer to him as the burning bush, but Warren's a good good man. But you, you truly transformed economic development in Hartford County. I remember when you came uh, and, and took the position and then BRAC occurred. I mean, there were so many moving parts to that and um, you've had, you really changed our lives for the better. Thank you. <laughs> I mean, I'm serious. I mean, I don't say that to many people, um, but you, I remember that. I remember very well. Uh, when I, you, you know, I'm a resident and I, I love this county and, and the people in it. My kids are all going mm -hmm. to the schools and you know, quality of life is really what it's all about. So I think, it, you know, as long as you have a vision that takes into consideration your assets, your needs, your strengths, opportunities, and just work towards implementation. I, 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 we were fortunate. We had a real special group of folks involved in the Harkins administration at that time. Mm -hmm. And I think we seized, you know, some pretty cool opportunities. So, well, you're a, vision, you, you're a visionary. Okay. You're a visionary, and you're also one of those unique visionaries that can make it happen. You know, you, uh, there's a lot. Uh, there's many folks who can dream and and think what should happen, but it's very unique when you have somebody can who can envision what it should be, and then actually can make that happen and select people on your team that make it happen. That's that's hard. That's not easy. Well, thankfully, we're on radio. You can't see me <laughs> blushing. But uh, but Mary, you're the lot. You're the same. Mm -hmm. You're a great nurturer of talent and you know good people at the uh, library. And so, well, that's what we're going to spend some time later uh, talking about um, the art really of what you both do but uh, Tom especially you as far as Marshall getting so many different resources together so many egos such such a um, a, a wide range of agendas 
um, etc. Et and it's near impossible, and it's not something that's easily done. So we definitely would like to talk to you about that because um, it requires so much, and it truly is an art and a science. So, but um, talk to us first. Uh, what's what is the University System of Maryland? University System of Maryland. We um, are the collection of 11 degree granting institutions throughout the state of Maryland. Uh, now three regional centers, Shady Grove, Hagerstown, and now in Southern Maryland. And then of course we have the uh, Towson Northeast Campus here uh, in Harford County. Um, overall total, we have about a, over 170,000 students enrolled. Uh, about 42,000 are graduate students of, of that number. Um, so we really comprise Chancellor, our Chancellor uh, Robert Corrett, Dr. Corrett, likes to say the Maryland that we know and love today, the quality of life, the great economy that we enjoy today, wouldn't have been po wouldn't be possible without the University System of Maryland. So, um, we are the direct connection to our Board of Regents. We work with our various institutions uh, to help you know assure their success, make sure the faculty and students have the resources and programs they need. Um, so that's, in a nutshell, what the system is. Um, and let's just, uh, so the folks, you have University of Maryland of Baltimore, University of Maryland College Park, Bowie State, Towson University, UMES, Frostburg, Coppin State, Salisbury, University of Baltimore. Uh, UMBC. UMBC. 16's greater than one. Um, Sorry for the basketball reference. <laughs> <laughs> it's, still it's still amazed by that? It's... It it, 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 sh it was such a great opportunity mm -hmm. to shine a light on the terrific things that were already happening at that institution. But you can't it was so fun. talk about Governor Hogan. I mean, he hosted a reception on behalf of the of the team, and being an alum, I got I was graced to have a ticket to go, and I, so many selfies with all the players, Aww. and it was and True Grit, the mascot. It, it's really done a great. It's been terrific in shining a light on the wonderful things happening there. Mm -hmm. Dr. Herbowski's no slouch either while we're at it. <laughs> no, no, no. We just not. honored him at the Maryland Humanities, our big anniversary that we hosted, and, we, and he was one of our honorees because he was one of our original original board presidents for the Maryland Humanities. Oh, Baltimore. really? Yeah. Okay. Mm -hmm. There you go. Yeah, he's a great guy. There you go. So um, the institutions, 130,000 undergrads, uh, 8,700 faculty full-time, 21,000 staff, $5.5 billion operating budget. It, um, it's just, a huge enterprise. And, you know, I've been here, I've been with the system now two years, and um, they, the chancellor created this position for economic development because he's everywhere he's been, whether it's Massachusetts, the West Coast, as president of Towson back in his career, he wanted to have that direct connection to the business community. And... Uh, you know, the first thing, you know, I saw when I came in and looked at the statistics, I mean, no idea the kind of breadth and, and uh, realm of resources and, and work that we do here in Maryland. You know, 80% of our students, well, I, call, I like to call this the rule of 80. 80% of our students come from the state of Maryland. Uh, we award 80% of the bachelor's degrees awarded every year in the state of Maryland. Um, we award 80% of the STEM degrees awarded in the state of Maryland. 80, up to 80% of our graduates stay in Maryland to pursue their careers. And so, you know, I mean, that's tremendous return on investment when you consider the realm of things that we do at our institutions. From a public university system. Yeah, yeah. Um, so what are some of the challenges that you're, you're facing or you're working on? Um, I think, you know, look, you talk about the evolution of, 
of the economy, whether it's local, state, regional, national, um, change seems to be so much more rapid now. And we talk about five billion dollars, the resources that the you know what the budget of, of the system sounds like a really big number, but wow, it's keeping all these facilities, laboratories, student services, and and uh, housing facilities up to up to the kind of standard that our students and, fam and their families require. And that's a big challenge. Um, but, you know, also looking at the work that our students and our faculty does and making sure that they have the tools and resources they need. I mean, we constantly have to um, look at where the money is mm -hmm. and not where we would love it to be. And I think that the biggest challenge is this kind of cultural shift that's ongoing in higher education where basic research has always been you know, that's what we've you know, people have known us for. But we're in a position now where innovation happens in a different way. And it's not just industry doing it by itself. It can't just be 100% funded by government. So now the, the partnership between government, industry, and higher education has never been more important. And internally, we one of the challenges is, how do, are we appreciating that? Are we aligning ourselves in a way? Are we partnering with industry in a way that's recogn, you know, recognizing of that fact? And... Um, Making sure our students have the kind of opportunities not just to work on cutting-edge research, but research that maybe helps improve, you know, a new a new product. Are we being commercially um, or commercially minded? You know, so the biggest challenge I think is that shift in thinking. Yeah. That and it's underway, and we're doing some great things. So um, when and when you talk about these the tremendous resources and the assets and the talent the capital involved and what you're tasked with is helping bring them together yeah. and generating a lot more value and ac economic activity based on that existing investment. Correct. So what is, uh, tell us about your, your goals and objectives on that front and give us some, um, some examples of, um, uh, of in, what's going on. In a word is how do we, how do we grow venture creation activity? And well, what's that mean? Well, we count numbers of licenses and patents that we're executing. Um, we're talking about the, the amount of sponsored research that we do, which most of it uh, has been, traditionally has been related to work we do with the federal government. So what are we doing to increase the amount of work that we do with industry? Um, eight years ago, we started counting the number of companies that we were helping to create or facilitate. And so in 2011, we set a goal of helping to create over 325 companies by 2020. Well, here in 2018, we're now over 620 companies that we've helped to create. Um, so that one of the biggest challenges is how do we keep those companies here? How do we help them grow here? And how do we make sure that they're part of the state's, you know, asset base for the long term? So that's why we started this venture capital fund that I'm helping to uh, administer. And um, because we talk about resources, we can only spend so much. We need to invite private industry and private capital in to invest in these things. So our venture fund's been a great success. We're, we made three investments. We're getting ready to make two more. Of the $800,000 that we've invested, we've been able to garner another $1.9 in private money. Yeah, it is. It is That's great. Really I mean, because we couldn't have done it without that. So anything from high-tech wood stove to a medical device to um, what we hope to be the next generation of jet engine. So pretty cool stuff. 
I'm an old Alex Brown guy, so Buzzy and Mayo would be proud of (laughs) uh, how you're doing things. (laughs) Well, I think we're on a pretty good trajectory. We've had some amazing exits of late, so. So talk talk about that, because we do want to get to this. I mean, you are dealing with a tremendous amount of value, and you have to have a lot of moving parts work together. And you have to have uh, transfer technology ownership and process etc what with with everyone basically being happy with the outcome but as important buying in right to the concept and that doesn't happen it's uh overnight it's not easy it doesn't happen with a lot of buy-in from a lot of different uh, quarters talk talk about that because we could all learn from from well, that look we talk about the importance of having a vision and executing upon that that vision earlier but let me just say, the, the work happens at the, on campus, I mean, at the institutional level. They're the ones that are really doing the work. And at a system level, we try to help be an advocate, a facilitator, and hopefully, you know, a provider of the resources necessary to do the work that they're already doing. Um, if there's an opportunity that we can help suggest or help inspire, you know, movement, then, yeah, we're, we're going to do that. But the, the work is going on at, at the campus level. And my role is to understand where are our assets, where are real market opportunities, and help work with the people that are doing the work to help connect those, connect those things. So um, I think that uh, today's, you know, we talk a lot about demographic shifts, right? And this millennial generation, they're more mindful of, you know, what, it, what it, they're doing, with how they're spending their time and the benefits that come out of it. And that means student entrepreneurs, that means students that want to be researchers or faculty members ultimately. I, I love the, the focus is on your taking, uh, you know, academics. When we do this in my field too. Yeah, sure. We have silos, you know, and you're breaking them down and you're expanding those silos so it's very collaborative right. and you're bringing in so many different partners and opportunities. And for the students, when it gets down to the bottom, right. for the students it gives those them those opportunities too, which is I think it's just wonderful. Well, it, I mean, it's really the key anymore. I mean, it's, it's the model for today. It used to be how do you control market share? Mm-hmm. Now it's how are you collaborating with maybe even competitors to help make a better product yeah. or uh, And be then more make profitable. money off of it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I mean, I like it. So you're getting inventors in a room with companies, with university administration, 11 university administrations in a lot of cases, uh, taxpayers, boards, right. the governing board. Um, how do you make it a win-win-win for all of them and for all of us? you got to be a good listener. You have to know what each institution's uh, core um, objectives are mm-hmm. and what their assets are. And we have three what we call R1 universities, major research universities, College Park, University of Maryland, Baltimore, uh, and UMBC. And so how are we, you know, partnering with them to understand kind of the, the research that they're doing and what are the, the additional connections that we could be making? It, it really is being a good listener and helping facilitate. You talk about one of my interests is coaching. I kind of look at it as kind of like how I can help provide some, some semblance of coaching but I, I can't emphasize enough, they do the work. Uh, the, the three things that we really focus on at a system level is what kind of policy changes can we in, um, execute upon to make it, uh, I don't want to say easier, because none of the works our campuses are doing are, is easy, but 
how do we how do we like shorten the path from A to B for our institutional partners? Um, what second? What kind of additional resources can we provide? Is there a piece of legislation? Like last year, we collaborated with Towson. Uh, I'm sorry, we collaborated with Johns Hopkins University and TEDCO, Technology Educa uh, Economic Development Corporation of Maryland. Mm -hmm. And we were able to get another $300 million from our state pension fund into, you know, uh, a fund to help work and grow um, early stage or later stage companies. So that was a big that was a big move. So, you know, the resources is the second part. Third is to be an, an effective advocate. Um, you know this, Mary. I mean, if you're not telling people what you're doing, they don't know what you're they doing. They don't know what you're doing. Nope. Right. So you, you got to be you got to be that advocate. You got to like bang the drum and say, this is our story. We got to be good storytellers. And a lot of times the most compelling stories are the ones that are connect really on a personal level. With the, with the cool faculty and student entrepreneurs that we have. So. I remember talking to Ken Ullman about his Ken's cons great, yeah. consortium down in College Park. Yeah, 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 yeah. And I just said to him, because I always ask this question, because a lot of my career has been in outsourcing and helping companies. Sure. Um, and I said, how do you get, for instance, a head of facilities at University of Maryland College Park to agree to let you manage a building? Um, and, or whatever he said over communicate when you think you've communicated enough yeah. and they understand it communicate more, more. Look, then communicate more, more. That's and an, do it in different ways i i totally agree with him yeah he's a good guy that's an excellent that's an excellent example i mean all the work that we're doing the student resources the talent the companies we're creating ken and i talk about this all the time place matters at the end of the day we need to create these physical ecosystems where this kind of collaboration can occur and so that's that's another piece of the things that we're doing. Okay, you need a new lab, or you need an incubator facility, or you need a technology accelerator. Um, uh, you know, College Park, Towson, Salisbury. I mean, how do we create those physical environs that are really meaningful to our students? Because a lot of them, they don't want to do it in some sort of a sterile, windowless, uh, you know, room on campus. They want to do it in a cool, hip place right down the street from a coffee shop at, in one of these college towns. So... Ken's been a great partner in developing this Discovery District in uh, in College Park. UMBC had one of the first and now one of the more successful uh, research parks there at on campus. And, um, you know, look, I mean, where does that portend for Harford County, maybe down the road? You know, we're doing a lot of work. We just signed a research uh, and education agreement with Army Research Lab. Tremendous opportunity there at uh, Aberdeen Proving Ground. Quantum computing, machine learning. Uh, AI, mm -hmm. robotics, all this kind of cool stuff that I think ultimately is going to pretend some really interesting things for Hartford County. Can you give the folks a, a few more details on that? That was the, an OTA. First of all, what is an OTA? Uh, that that relates to a a specific project that's oh, okay. focused on additive manufacturing that I think right. they're targeting so they're for. Is that involved with Yeah, for the heat center. Yep, yeah, yep, right. Yep, yep. And so that's a major component of ARL's future footprint out here in Hartford County. So that's the additive manufacturing piece. The other big component of that is a, is a mobile quantum computing capability that they hope to develop out here. College Park, largest computer science uh, department in the country in terms of enrollment, UMBC, the tremendous industry partnerships really? that they have. So, um, you know, we are really hoping to connect those dots and make something special happen out here. So who do I talk to about, I want to bring Lucy to the library, so when you walk into the Bel Air or Abingdon Library, Lucy greets you, AI. I worked, I met with Mindgrove about a year ago to really? talk to him about it. Yeah, I, I really want to bring AI to, so that regular folks can 
learn what AI is. First of a, all, I have to tell you, like, whenever the power goes out for extended <laughs> periods of day, God bless you and the library system. Because my kids, we go there, we're playing on the playground, mm-hmm. we're surfing the internet. So oh, yeah. You and do the a Children's fantastic. Center in Bel Air is super cool. Oh, well, it's fantastic. So, Somebody anyway. told me their daughter said we had to go to the library on March 2nd because <laughs> Alexa died. Yes. <laughs> oh, my God. I love it. I love it. I love it. Love it. Love it. So, for regular folks, let me ask you this, Tom. Sure, sure. For the moms and grandmoms and dads like you who have maybe a middle schooler right now, what is a STEM degree? You said there is, there is, you have STEM graduates. What, what exactly are, what is that? What does well, that mean? Do so you, I always love when people uh-huh. ask, uh, ask questions that they already know the answers to. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> science, technology, engineering, <laughs> arts, uh-huh. and math. So a lot of people like to call it STEAM, but okay. you know, STEM is kind of the acronym that, that is stuck. Um, I, look, that's, that's the present day and future of our whole global economy and it's right here in maryland so we are the center of a lot of the technology a lot of the advancements in in the stem arena a lot of people like to talk about you know we're fighting for this uh amazon headquarters and they talk about well the number two executive at amazon's got this great connection at carnegie mellon Okay, that wonderful institution, very expensive. So, are you involved with the fighting with Amazon? Yeah, yeah, we've been involved. <gasps> awesome, in cool. The, Good in, luck in with the, that. Yeah, well, yes, thank you. You're um, welcome. But you know, Carnegie Mellon graduates 120 engineering students a year. Put a couple of zeros behind that. You know, I mean, yeah, yeah. we're graduating 13,000 STEM grads every single year out of the University of Maryland system. Governor Hogan has mm-hmm. afforded us resources, so we can we can take that number up another three, four thousand a year. In a short period of time, stems stems their future. Stems like how they're going to uh, support their families going and, forward. And the graduates probably graduate when they get help get help with placements and probably have yes. a nice salary. I mean, they start off probably much higher than uh, a they, lot of us would. They, yes, that is true. And this is a very important uh, area of discussion too, because it's not enough just to have that four year degree. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's that work-based learning or that competency-based training that's so critical, okay. particularly in STEM. We'd like to talk about cybersecurity and the great assets and strength that we have in that sector here. Across the country, there are about 350,000 jobs open in the cyber realm. 84% of those jobs require either a four-year degree or a master's degree, but they also require like five to seven years of technical experience along with that, that, that degree. So we're needing, we need to work harder on apprenticeships, internships. We need to dig deeper and at the middle and high school mm-hmm. levels to start to provide these kind of certification-based training programs. That's where the community college and organizations like Junior Achievement of Central Maryland love you guys and the work that you do. That's, that's where those partnerships are really critical. So these kids are starting to develop these skills even before well, you they know, pursue their Well, you grade. know, in all the libraries across the state, we start with the coding and the programming and the STEAM. In Hartford, we started with Little Leapers, which oh. is at each birth. I was going to um, list you as a partner, but I wanted leapers. to give you an opportunity to talk about it. Yeah. Um, because it's really critical. It we want it to be, you know, I'm, I'm one of those people, if it's fun, yes. I'm, I'm entertained all and I want to do right. it. And we want to make it fun. Yeah. So, yeah, it's great. And we want to grow our own. So anybody listening, listen, think about funneling your children towards STEM or STREAM or as we call it, because it's a great career and it's fun. It's exciting. Digital literacy is so critical. Mm -hmm. And whether you're going for a four-year degree or not. Yeah. You know, it doesn't mean, you know, that that maybe maybe a four-year degree is in your future. You get those technical skills get your job, and then maybe a four-year degree. I mean, yeah, we're get always your mindful. to pay for it. That's always really good. <laughs> but uh, to be frank, we still have a lot of work to do on the local level and local education level. 
to, 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 to facilitate that. I remember I saw, was it Professor Irani from Towson, yes. the economist? Yes, yep. Oh, yeah. Darius. Yep. presentation about the number of jobs available and the, the dearth of employees yeah. Yeah. available. Um, what, what advice do you have for that? What, what could we advocate for on a, on a more local level? Because it's not sexy for an educator to do a tech or vocational uh, program, right? academically speaking. I, I think right now, the, I guess the community college is underway of, with the study of what kind of skills are required out there and how they can start to adjust some of their programming. We want to partner with them on that work. Um, I think, again, going back to the importance of listening, what, are your, what do you, the employers, really need? And we need to adjust. We can't take years to adjust. We need to turn on a dime. We really need to do it in, in quickly. But we need to start sooner. I really think, you know, project programs like Junior Achievement, um, like some of these STEM, you know, right. Boys and Girls Clubs, uh, you know, yeah. really, really important you know, to get the kids. I mean, not all kids, right. you know, are on a sports team or have an interest in, in some of these other things. How can we really organize and structure a way for them to nurture these, uh, their digital literacy skills. And soft skills, too. I, you, how many, oh, yeah. You talk to trades. That's always important. Trades it's people. Important. They, they, they're looking to hire someone. Uh, I just hired a new, a, a new person, and uh, the writing skills were just terrific. And, boy, that was something that really put them over the top. Hmm. So you can't lose sight of, you know, critical yeah. thinking. Critical thinking. And, and the social skills, yeah. communications, um, and, we, and we do a lot of work with the teens right. and the tweens and the elementary school at the libraries mm -hmm. uh, with that, too, because that's something that, um, you know, it's really critical. I, I have to say, we just added a four-year, we're adding a four-year communication studies program at Toon at the Towson University Northeast campus, and there's a lot of interest in that. Look, I mean, the big areas of interest, it's business, health, um, technology, you know, computer engineering. So, and that, that's true here in Hartford County as well. So how are we aligning programs to be more relevant in those areas? Those are the things we're working on. How do folks find out more about what you, you and your team are doing? Um, uh, University System of Maryland.org. There's an economic development uh, tag. And um, reach out to me. My email's on there. You know, happy to, I don't sleep much, happy to. <laughs> You know, no, you feel don't. those questions and respond. <laughs> well, it's it's really you know it's you know you were blushing before. Uh, tell how do you measure your success, and give us some examples. A, a is like um, correcting my own mistakes. I think it's University of System Maryland dot edu. Oh, I have it here. <laughs> oh, I think it USMD, is. <laughs> USMD dot edu slash usm slash economic dash development. Or just okay, Google University right whatever, right. and it will come up. <laughs> how do we? Yeah, I mean, how do you ever measure success? You have your basic metrics, and we're looking at those, and you always have to constantly revise them to make sure they're relevant. Um, but I think we measure success by the um, our campuses and their success. How are they? You know, our research. Is research funding going in the right direction? Obviously, you know, higher. Are we still creating companies? Um, are the are, are our industry customers happy with the things that we're doing? Are we creating more partnerships? I talked about Army Research Lab. We have this terrific partnership with the NSA Tech Transfer Office and that we're already licensing. After 10 months, we're already licensing three pieces of technology in concert with them. So you got to set your benchmarks. You know, are we getting the product out the door? Mm -hmm. 
are our students getting those jobs that we're preparing them for? Well, um, I'm going to give. I'm and are you give, happy at, when you go to bed at night? So, here's some uh, measures of your success. Uh, 620 companies facilitated since 2011, 9,800 jobs and 275 tenants at three USM research parks, 10 incubators with 174 tenants, co-working space and services for student, faculty, entrepreneurs, uh, 1.3 billion in government and sponsored R&D, ranked number nine in the U.S. You have federal uh, you have pro, uh, partnerships with the FDA, NAST, NSA, ARL. Um, your investments in um, uh, the venture fund, technology transfers, um, we inventions. There's a lot of good stats. The one that I really focus on, IP, the acronym stands for intellectual property, IP-based startup activity. We had a banner year in 16, 17, where we had system-wide 26 that put us right there with Stanford and MIT and Hopkins. Wow. Really wow. proud that's of great. that. That's great. That's, that's impressive. I mean, it is. Well, when you consider how big the mm -hmm. system is versus those in, individual sure. institutions. But, you know, I'm a competitive guy by nature. How do we, like, move further up that ranking so that we're getting more research dollars? We're doing more in the way of IP-based startup activity. That's how do we keep, you know, we're in the... College Park, they're in the Big Ten. I mean, how do we, how do we creep up in those kinds of rankings mm -hmm. and be more competitive? Because that'll generate more higher enrollments. We'll get more of the best and brightest to start to partner with industry and do cool things. So, Very cool. but thanks. T so, tell us um, uh, about some of the innovation districts. I thought this was uh, very intriguing. That that's where the physical ecosystem really comes into play. These innovation districts we're working on improving legislation to help create these physical environment environments either on or adjacent to our campuses where we can house these new startups hmm. and partner them with uh, industry players and get them to buy from one another and collaborate with one another. So innovation districts, um, again, the 11 degree granting institutions from all over the country, we'd like to have one in every, every spot. The three regional centers, we want to have them there too. Um, Harford County, that's on the list also. Where can we create these dynamic centers of innovation where, again, it's industry, government, and higher ed all collaborating? That's, that's what that refers to, Bob. And we're, we, are, we are all looking forward to what Len, um, Len Parrish and his team have in store. Len is a, is a great guy. He is a great guy. He's uh, got a lot of guts, and he's smart, and he's very pragmatic. So, You, really you know you've been around long enough <laughs> when, in my time, uh, as economic development director here, I used to play golf a lot with his dad. Oh, did you? <laughs> what a small world. It is I a small it. world, and you talk about time moving too fast. Oh, my gosh. You know. Yeah, he's a good guy. He he's, is. Um, Great family. They're really, yeah, they are, really. And Andrea just got her doctorate. That's his, right. Yeah, That's so right. I'm very proud of Andrea. So well, we have two executives sitting here. Uh, give us a piece of advice, each of you. Um, Tom... Both of you, about getting different constituencies to the table and dealing with recalcitrant participants and helping making it a win for them when they don't want to win. I have a clear vision. Have a clear vision. Stay focused. Stay mission focused and strive to overachieve. Uh, and don't, don't micromanage part of part of your ability to execute and 
deliver comes from the inspiration of folks that are actually working on it that are hands-on so all that plus communication be at their table you know, be be embedded in in your community and with your other partners. It's not about me telling my story or Tom telling his story all the time. I want to know what's going on in their stories. Yeah. So and then I go back and think, okay, what can I do? What it, what are they looking for? Tom talked earlier about you need to know what their goals are in order to make that connection. Right. So if you're if you're coming in from one direction and they're going in the opposite direction, you need to find out where do you have that common and pull it all together and it takes work and you, and you don't micromanage but you have to be you have to be somebody who they trust uh -huh. you have to be good to your word and you have to be there somebody said be present you have to be there that that goes so far there's a great book it's called the 10 phases of innovation and it really stresses the need to have reverse mentors mm -hmm. yes young people with great i don't you know stay stay hungry yeah stay open to new ideas um don't always think you have, yeah. you know, the right answer. I think you're right, Mary. And be excited about it. Yeah. Be passionate about what you're believing in. When you when you have, and if you're not, do something else. And if you're not, if yeah. you can't be passionate about what you're trying to get done, then you really right. find somebody else in your organization who can be, or right. maybe you're not in the right. Um, life's too short. Life's too short. You've got to love what you're doing. They say find work that you love, and you'll never work a day in your life. Exactly. Very good. Exactly. So speaking of work that you love, uh, we'll skip the break okay. and tell us what your team of 11 million people, because <laughs> it must be 11 million people for you you folks to do what you do. What's coming up at the library? Well, True Civility is off to a wonderful start, and I just want to thank uh, our county executive, Barry Glassman, and all our amazing partners, because you see True Civility bumper stickers, or our little, ma they're not bumper stickers, they're magnets on the back of everybody's car, and yes, we realize that not all cars have a lot of metal in the back anymore. Did you know that? Yes. So you, we see them in interesting places, like on the gas tank. Mm -hmm. a little door mm -hmm. so um and they fit perfectly there um we also you'll start seeing a lot of klingons or i refer to them as klingons and everybody laughs at me because they're Star actually cling yes yeah, right, right. <laughs> um on, on businesses doors um and we're working to bring in some fabulous speakers to continue the momentum uh, we will be launching our human library which tom you may be interested in yeah. in the winter um so we're looking for candidates for that you know, you'll hear more information that is when we loan out for about 15 20 minutes uh folks who have different backgrounds different experiences like Tom would be amazing to talk about all his things for economic development and people can come in and check him out and I mean really check him out for 15-20 minutes to have that one-on-one -on -one. Um, and then we're doing a lot of acts, acts of kindness acts of kindness at the library and our concert two weeks ago was just amazing we brought in the New York Jazz Band and they were the Daniel Bennett they were terrific. That's so really important to expose kids to that early. Yeah. We have a lot of technology classes coming up this uh, at the end of summer and this fall, so look at our website, too. You'll find out lots of information. We have a Scrabble tor tournament coming up soon, too, at the Howard Grace Library. I mean, lots of different things. Um, but the one thing I want to just say is finish your summer reading, turn in your logs, uh, because we do have our Ironbirds, which are amazing partners with the library and God many bless. other... Uh, I mean, birds. they are just, um, I treated my family to a suite when they were down for our anniversary a week and a half ago, and we had the fireworks, and we actually rented the Ripken suite, oh, wow. which was terrific, and my kids brought their friends, and I can't say enough of how, what a fun night that was. Mm -hmm. um, it was a great way to celebrate three different anniversaries, mm -hmm. and, um, you know, they just do an awesome job, and I love the Ironbirds we're going tonight, I think, for the fireworks. And so, tomorrow night is... Uh, 
tomorrow uh, night. We'll be there the too. The actual fifth um, um, recovery awareness night they're doing with Home Run for Life. Yep. Um, so uh, Cal and Billy uh, and um, Matt Slatis and Glenn and Ripken Baseball and Tufton and the Ironbirds. Thank you. Thank we you. appreciate you in Hartford. Although sometimes it feels like not everyone in Hartford appreciates you. Well, we do appreciate you. them. They're amazing. They I never mean, say no. They uh, never they, say no. And they, I was looking at the numbers the other day. What they do in hard dollars and soft dollars and exposure for nonprofits in this county, I would say easily Talk passes about blessings. a million dollars. Yeah. Talk about yeah. blessings, having them involved. Yeah. They really understand community engagement mm -hmm. and partnership. And plus, there's a lot of fun watching the, uh, I refer to them as the kids playing, um, you know, because it's just, it's good fun. And it, what's really nice is my, my granddaughter is 13, she'll be 14, and she's seeing young men who are just a few years older than her in this professional type environment. Mm -hmm. So it's really, it's good. It's good all the way around. So thank you. So um, lots of good things happening at the library. And of course, our gala is coming up too, which is always a, a lot of fun. And it can sell out in, in 17 minutes. Always, right. Always. We have over 800 people. Hot Always. Fantastic. Hot ticket. So, all good. Okay, we have 30 seconds left. I'm going to um, tie everything together, I just realized. The choose civility. Yes. My wife made me put one on my, my car. Uh-huh. And I can be a rude, or I can react not really? well to rude drivers. <laughs> Surprising as that may <laughs> seem to you, Mary. <laughs> So it was, it was not just, a, it was more of a suggestion for well, you well, personally. <laughs> I know that that sticker's on there. Yeah. So it affects me. It does affect you, doesn't it? Good. Because, I you know, and it reminds me, and talking about listening and being empathetic and Atticus Finch putting yourself in the other person's skin, uh, Harrods Department Store um, was having issues a few years ago um, with people just berating their customer service desk people um and i don't know why but it was it was just bad for morale it was just bad scene all around what they did was someone had the brilliant idea to put a mirror behind the counter so the people who were doing the could berating see could, see could see themselves wow wow the the the, the impact and effect was almost immediate wow and with that and with that, Excellent. so thank you very much, Tom, for being with us today. Thank you. It was fun. That's all the time we have for the Harford Edge. Thanks for listening and talk to you next week.